Kansas City, it's Justin Reed. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Let's head to the phone lines right now. Be joined by Eric Wood of the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. He also is the host of Centered on Buffalo podcast. He is with their radio network. Eric, we appreciate your time hopping on and helping us preview this game. Let's just start with this. Buffalo is 6-6 six and six despite being one of the more talented teams in the National Football League. How have we gotten here with Buffalo? Well, you have a clunker on week one against Monday, uh, Monday Night Football against the Jets, and then really you have a few terrible losses, one of which is the Patriots game. You lose on the final drive. Against the Broncos, you have 12 guys in the field, or else you come away with that one on the game-winning field goal that they initially missed but comes back because of penalty, and then you end up losing that one, and then you drop the one in Philadelphia last week that it seemed like the Bills were going to take that one throughout the game, and then they found a way to lose that one at the end. So because of all that, kind of four games that go the wrong way right at the end, because of that, they're sitting at 6-6 six and six right now. Now, defensive injuries have been an issue this year. You come in with one of the best defenses in the league, you lose arguably – uh, I'd say the second best player on your team, maybe third behind Diggs and Allen and Matt Milano at linebacker, all pro cornerback Tredavious White out for the season with Achilles. And then Daquan Jones, the nose guard who was playing as well as anybody on that defense, he goes out for the season as well. So you have stars at all three levels of the defense out for the season and it's taken some time to adjust because of that. Right now, we're talking to Eric Wood, who covers the Buffalo Bills. From an injury perspective, Kansas City is certainly banged up coming into this game. It doesn't look like Isaiah Pacheco is going to play in this game. They've had some other injuries. You just mentioned the defense. Where are the Bills at from an injury perspective heading into Sunday's matchup? It looks like this bye week came at a nice time where they're going to get back a number of guys. Dane Jackson, uh, starting cornerback. He looks like he'll be able to return to the lineup and then uh, back up safety, but a guy who plays uh, in, uh, in Don defense for him, Taylor Rapp. So in obvious pass situations, uh, and then on most third downs, the, the Bills will bring in a Don package, and Taylor Rapp, who was signed from the Rams in the offseason, he'll come into play. He missed the last game. And so it looks like they're getting healthier, and we'll just see if it's enough to kind of give them a surge in this late push of the season to be able to get them to the playoffs. Eric, you played this game at an incredibly high level. How big of an advantage is it to have a bye week so late in the season when you're starting to get to those dog days, so to speak, when you're trying to make that playoff push? How much of an advantage is it for Buffalo that their bye week came so late, allowing them to get healthy for this game? Yeah, I'll say this. Throughout my career, my main thing was to separate the Thursday night game and the bye week because those are kind of two weekends, essentially, that you're going to get – some time off now you got to ramp yourself up to get to that Thursday game but when it's over you get that 11-day break your body comes back a little bit I'll I'll say this uh, the Bills knowing their injury situation earlier in the year probably could have used the bye a little bit earlier in the season but as you gear up in the way the seasons work out with them being six and six the fact that they have this bye and then they have five games that you essentially have to win out maybe you get in with a four and one record for the remainder of the season and it came at a good time now this bye week and I appreciate you not asking me about it already but uh, over these past two weeks there's been so many off-field distractions um, and and look NFL players are used to compartmentalizing issues that we all have off the field throughout a season but there's been a lot going on 
with the national media surrounding the Bills the last couple weeks. No, there certainly have, and we want to break down the game with you. We did a lot of this stuff yesterday with Jeremy White from WGR, just kind of the -the off-the-field stuff and the issues that have been circulating this team. You mentioned the schedule. They are 6-6 and right now. I look at this game as being a must-win. Like, your margin for error is almost razor-thin at this point. If you can find a way to steal this game, you've got Dallas on the road against Los Angeles, New England, and Miami – if you can get to seven and six, especially with those other AFC wildcard teams, you're in a really good spot. But Buffalo's already dropped a couple of games that they probably should have won. I don't know how many of these games that they can afford to lose moving ahead. Yeah, you're exactly right. And first off, thank you for uh, taking that all out on Jeremy yesterday and not on me today. And then second off, yeah, if you get to seven and six and you're able to get this win in Kansas City, it would put the Bills in a strong position. As I looked at the latest playoff projections, if the Bills win four out of five, they have a 65% chance to make the playoffs. And you don't want to leave it up to that kind of chance. If they win all five, they go to a 99% chance to make the playoffs. So obviously – the rest of the season becomes all must-win games because you backed yourself into this corner. You're also playing a Kansas City team that has been the best uh, since Mahomes has been the starting quarterback in the NFL of rebounding after a loss. I believe a 14-3 and record after a loss. And so you have Sean McDermott, 6-0, and coming off the bye throughout his career. You have Mahomes and the Chiefs, who have been the best in the NFL coming off of a loss. And we'll see which one prevails on Sunday. Right now, we're talking to Eric Wood of the Buffalo Bills Radio Network for a few more minutes, taking a closer look at Sunday's opponent for the Kansas City Chiefs. Eric, at least nationally or outside of Buffalo, I think there is a understanding that Josh Allen is an elite, high-level quarterback, but there is questions about his ball security and turning the football over. You mentioned a couple of the losses that they've had earlier this year. They feel like they're directly attributed to those turnovers and the mistakes. How much of a problem, how big of an issue is Josh Allen when it comes to that and just simply protecting the football? You know, outside of the Jets game in week one, you know, Josh turning the football over hasn't necessarily been the sole reason that they've lost games. Now, when you look this season on turnover margin, when you talk about total touchdowns compared to uh, turnovers, there's only one quarterback in the league with a better touchdown to turnover margin and that's Dak Prescott and so so much has been made about the turnovers of Josh Allen and it's become a very popular story around the country to talk about but for the most part it has not been a major issue and when you talk about how since he's entered the league he's led the league in turnovers well that's not year in and year out and when he started in 2018 and 2019 the Bills talent-wise weren't what they are now and so there, t- there, there needed to be a certain amount of chances taken with the football to be able to produce, and the Bills make the playoffs in 2019. And so, look, I'll, I'll defend Josh Allen to the death, and it takes a, a certain amount of risk uh, to, to, to produce as a, as a quarterback. And so when you look at this year in particular, and everyone's making a big deal about this eight-game interception streak, And two weeks ago, he would have gone without a turnover had he not thrown a Hail Mary before the end of the half that got intercepted. And so, like, I understand that's a popular narrative. But when you look at the ratio of touchdowns to turnovers, only Dak Prescott's been better this year. Eric, we talk a lot about elite quarterbacks. Do you still have Josh Allen as one of those elite quarterbacks in this league? I I do, and I I think it's ignorant to say that he wouldn't be one of the elite quarterbacks. 
um, you know, I think one of the most special things is, and I'm originally from Cincinnati, I uh, grew up in Cincinnati. It's, it's, it's cool how the AFC in particular has shaken out where you have markets like Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, even Jacksonville now, not your maybe marquee markets like New York and L.A., but they all have a quarterback they wouldn't trade for anybody else. And so uh, that makes this a very special time in particular to call AFC East games. Yeah, and that's what I think. I mean, I know we I know we feel this way in Kansas City, and I imagine you guys feel this way in Buffalo as well. The AFC seems completely wide open right now. Jacksonville has their issues. Miami hasn't really beaten a good team this year. Kansas City's offense isn't as good as it's been in years past. It feels like if one team can really figure it out for the next six weeks, that's going to be the team that represents the AFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, kind of, and I'm, I'm right there with you, and – kind of my stance on the Bills in the playoffs right now is they either win five in a row, maybe squeak in winning, four, going four and one in this final stretch. And either way, you're saying, look, you have one of the hottest teams in the NFL entering the playoffs. If you sputter, you know what? You probably weren't going to win it all anyways. You didn't find a way to put it all together. And so, um, yeah, it, it should be an interesting finish. I mean, when you look at the AFC picture right now, there's, you know, with the Colts, the Steelers, the Texans, you know, there's so many teams up there that you wouldn't have expected at the beginning of the season to be up towards the top, but that's the parody of the NFL. Last question here, Eric, and I'll get you out of here with this. We always ask opposing fan bases this. Give me your Chiefs win if. Give me your Bills win if. Um, whichever team can win both the red zone touchdown percentage and the turnover margin wins this game. These are two pretty evenly matched teams, especially when you look at uh, the guys that the Chiefs could be potentially missing in this ball game. And I think when you look at two evenly matched teams with elite quarterbacks, a lot of times it's capitalizing and getting touchdowns when you're down in the red zone and then winning the turnover margin. And I'm not saying either needed team needs to play turnover-free football, but if either team can force more turnovers, that's going to give them a big-time advantage. That is Eric Wood joining us on the show today. He is with the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. You can also catch him on the Centered on Buffalo podcast. Eric, we appreciate your time. Thanks a lot for hopping on today. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Anytime.